The artist previously known as Youth Lagoon is currently known as Trevor Powers, and he's reinvented his sound along with his name with the new album, Mulberry Violence. This new body of work finds Trevor delving deep into electronic textures and experimental compositions. Jesse Menendez spoke with Trevor about his new musical direction, and you're going to hear all about it right now. Intimidation on the work this time A pack of rats covering a sideline In your office you erect a shrine Mip a cool dark cash and a friend of mine Dust of ashes on the truck you drive For the people you forgot inside You think you're smart but I'm a mastermind You were suffering no bleeding on the foyer pine I was wondering how you felt about some of the narrative around Mulberry violence, and that is whether or not this is you reinventing yourself or if you feel this is a continuation of Youth Lagoon. I definitely consider it as a reinvention in a couple different ways. I would say Youth Lagoon, first and foremost, was never meant to continue. It was always supposed to be a period piece, something that is reflecting on my past. And once I was done speaking through that, I knew that I have so much left to say through music, just not in that way. And so ending Youth Lagoon, what I did was very, very important to me because it allowed me to be able to start moving into the other corners of my brain that I haven't yet explored. And Mulberry Violence is the first taste of that. I remember speaking to you back in 2012 when you were making your way through town, right before the Pitchfork Music Festival. And one of the things we talked about was how some of your songs came from journal entries, so they were deeply personal to you. Is that still a process that you utilize as Trevor Powers? Oh, definitely is, yeah. Journaling is very, very vital to my process. With Mulberry Violence, a lot of the journaling took shape more so in the form of poetry rather than things that were very much so blatant in meaning. Does that make any sense? And so I think my journaling habits have shifted a little bit, but that's still where I pull a lot of a lot of my material from. Sonically, did you find yourself incorporating things that you liked about what you created in Youth Lagoon with what you're doing on this project? Oh, absolutely, yeah. With music, it's one of those things where you lay certain foundations and it's all exploration. So you find certain things that work and you find certain things that don't work or certain things that your brain sort of gets gets a kick out of. And so with Youth Goon, I mean, there were so many different things that I explored that I wanted to continue pulling from and building on. And moving forward in music, it's the same way where I love stretching myself and stretching my mind and evolving. But I also really enjoy building on the foundations that I've already laid. And so it's, it's sort of a mix of both. What's the process of 
creating like is it I find this interesting so I'm going to utilize this in the song or do you think about your audience and whether or not they're going to love hearing this from you I never think about the audience to be honest my only concern is making something that I'm proud of and it's actually it's a weird thought to me when a song is finished or or when an album's finished and I know that I'm about to release it, put it on the internet, put it in some kind of format that other people can listen to because then there's almost this fear is a bad word, but there's definitely this this sensation of like, oh, now I now people have to listen to this when it was supposed to be something that was it existed only within the confines of my brain. In my opinion, Trevor, your compositions have always reveled in the experimental aspects of music. This album also highlights that flavor. So I've been wondering, when you're experimenting, I imagine that the soundscapes are limitless. How do you know that if you've gone too far? How do you know when to reel it in to finish a song? I mean, luckily I do have checks and balances with people around me. I work with a lot of amazing people and I never have a song that from the beginning to the end is is something that only my hands and my brain have have developed and so a lot of that comes down to to people that I work with and and certain close friends saying like hey I really like where this is going or I like this idea or I love I love this part but I think this could this could be tamed down or so yeah it, it it's very important to me since my process is so personal to not just get stuck within myself with Youth Lagoon, I remember we talked about the material that you would mine, and a lot of it had to do with nostalgia and your your journal, of course, but also your past. With that subject being exhausted with Youth Lagoon, what do you find yourself looking toward for material now as Trevor Powers? Well, I always will pull from the past. It just won't be only the past because there's there's so much ammunition that you're going through in life and, and all that. So to ignore the past would be doing myself a huge disservice but for making music under my own name i'm i'm way more interested in the present and the future where am i going where are we going as a society and how i can process that with recording under your own name there comes a certain nuance to the type of visibility and what i mean by that is yes you were youth lagoon you're Trevor Powers as well. You're the same person. But for whatever reason, people feel like now this is the real you that they're getting. Do you find that there's a difference in who you're presenting this time around? I do feel a little more exposed. Yeah, there's nothing to hide behind. And I like that feeling of being bare and being not having some kind of, of mask, but still but still toy with those ideas. Even on stage, there's, there's this element of, of trying to reflect these different sides of my personality and the Trevor on stage is a different form of the Trevor off stage and that's just part of of being an artist to me is that you you have these multiple beings inside of you and and you're you're just toying with that do your songs start out on the piano not always not always sometimes they do but once in a while they start off with with just a rhythm or what I did a lot on Mulberry Violence is I actually had months and months of just creating my own samples. So I would set up mics around my house with synthesizers and with all kinds of different devices, things that I would find in my garage. And I made all these samples. And then what I did with those samples was basically utilize those 
as paintbrushes to paint music with. And so that was my primary means of creating lots of the, the foundational layers of these tracks came from those samples that I made myself. mentioned earlier in this conversation that you get to play this album front to back on stage because that's how it was intended to be listened to. Does that mean that each song lends itself to the subsequent song and the song that came before it? Not necessarily. The songs weren't written in order. They were, they were written in all kinds of different... I mean, I would, I would work on 20 seconds of one song and then move on to another song because my brain could be so spastic. But when it was all said and done, it definitely was and exist as a singular thought. But but for myself, I don't always I don't always even know why I'm creating what I'm creating. I'm I'm acting on impulse. I'm just doing it. And then after the fact, when I'm in situations like this where you and I are talking and I'm describing my process, that gives me this opportunity, this amazing opportunity to to be able to learn a little more about myself even because as human beings we we do things that we don't always know why, but it doesn't mean that it's not vital and it's not important. Now, I remember the last conversation we had, you were referring to a sensory deprivation tank as well as jogging while on wine to kind of help you get into the space of creating. Does that change from album to album, how you get yourself in the right mindset? It does, because to me, jogging on wine is that, uh, oh man, I would, yeah, I would not be able to do that now. And that if I did do that now, it would definitely not help my creative process. <laughs> but I think that's that's just part of the the stages of life. You hit these you hit these points and you have one thing that works and so you keep chasing that and then years go by, that doesn't work anymore and you start you start learning that that these other things work better than what you were doing. But I mean I'm a very, very different person now than I was even even three years ago. No, I believe it. I mean, you, you look a lot different as well. And that's something I want to talk about because I know visually that's been something that you focused on with this album, making it as important as the audio aspects. Tell me about your collaboration with Baptista Bernazzo. Well, first off, he's phenomenal. And I, I, I'm a huge fan of just getting lost on the internet, like most people. And but, but what I try to do is get something out of it and be inspired. And not, I don't, if I'm on the internet, I don't want to just waste my time. I want to I want to learn and grow and have some kind of spark that hits. And Baptiste, I found I found his work on Instagram and sent him him a message really early on in the process of creating Mulberry Violence. Yeah, I sent him some songs instantly. He connected with it, and so we had this we had this artistic connection together. And so my whole plan was to basically have it be this fifty fifty where I'm creating the audio side and then he's creating the visual side and then together start putting it putting it into the same universe the same realm and i think that that kind of 
visuals cannot be ignored when it comes to music, whether whether it be album art or whether it be posters or whether it be the live presentation, because it all has to say the same thing. It all has to be one unified message. What do you believe it's saying, both the visual and the audio, if you were able to put them together and pitch it out there? It would be tough to define the meaning in a very short amount of time, but one thing I do want to talk about as quickly as possible is even the idea behind the words mulberry and violence is those act as antonyms. Where I was one day speaking about getting lost on the internet, I started reading about mulberry trees and the significance that they represent in all kinds of different cultures, but mostly they're said to represent wisdom and patience because mulberry trees wait until the danger of frost is completely gone before they begin to bud, at which point they bud pretty much overnight. And so it's this instantaneous, this calculated patience, calculated wisdom. And as human beings, we are very much so opposite, where we do act out of impulse, even like me talking about my creative process. It's, it's impulse, it's impulse. And and so oftentimes that takes ugly turns within humanity where where people are full of violence and they're full of these disgusting, disgusting ideas. And so I like putting those two words together because they served as as two very, very opposite things. And so Baptiste and I, when we were working on the album artwork and the visual presentation, we wanted to present a lot of those ideas, that tug of war between the different sides of who we are as people. Hey, congrats on a really fantastic album, man. For somebody who's had such a prolific output, it's incredible to listen to this album and, and hear how much you've grown, but how much fun you seem to be having. It's it's just a really treat to listen to. Thank you so much, Trevor. Well, Jesse, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Mm-hmm.